The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Today, we are debunking some common health myths. Some of them that we'll include today um, is the recommended daily allowance all you need. Uh, if the if it's FDA approved, it means it's safe. <laughs> Egg yolks are bad for you. Is it normal to be tired all the time? Is breakfast the mo- most important meal of the day? So we are going to talk about health myths. We're going to debunk them and explain the hows and the whys. And I foresee this being a show that we have the ability to do often, only because there are health myths that circulate around everywhere. And it truly is hard to be able to find someone, a health advisor, if you will, to trust and ask these questions to. I feel like I see this most often when it comes to supplementation, right? We've kind of been, um, I don't want to say duped, right? But there is like this chocolate pudding thing that you take a scoop of every morning and you lose weight or, you know, just, just just a lot, just a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of information from a lot of people who have a lot of questionable health background um, at best. And so it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to navigate through for an individual what's best. So my goal is to say, hey, here are some general health myths, right? Like, oh, here's another one. I don't even know if we'll talk about it today, but it's useless to take vitamins, right? It's useless to take vitamins. Uh, I would disagree with that. And there's actual studies and research. It's not just here is, um, you know, an hour of my opinion, but more so diving, diving down in a little bit deep and answer some of those questions. And they're not super heavy or deep questions, but I'm sure ones that most of the individuals who are listening here today would have a question of at some point in their life. So today debunking health myths but before we dive into that we've got some news 
Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. For today's Health in the News from MSN, CDC investigates possible link between heart issues, COVID-19 vaccine, and young people. <laughs> there's, there's another uh, article that I saw about this, and it says, CDC plans emergency meeting on rare heart inflammation following the COVID-19 vaccine. And I just couldn't help but laugh because the reason why they're having this emergency meeting is because of the fact that it's not rare. It's not rare. That's why they're having an emergency meeting. So the CDC, so Center for Disease Control and Prevention, announced that it is going to convene a quote-unquote emergency meeting of its advisors this upcoming week to discuss rare but higher than expected reports of heart inflammation following doses of the mRNA-based Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. So far, the CDC has identified 226 reports that might meet the agency's working case definition of myocarditis and pericarditis following the shots the agency disclosed this past week. The majority of recovered, uh, but 41 have ongoing symptoms, 15 are still hospitalized, and three are in the ICU. Uh, the reports represent just a tiny fraction of the people. But what's really interesting is that they talk about just the United States, but really in January... Israel became one of the first countries in the world to give the new coronavirus vaccine to young people. At the time, Israel Education Ministry said the vaccine was necessary so that the students could sit for in-person exams. So schools mandated the shots and kids got it. So what happened next? This is when we find out. So that Israel health officials released a report showing that vaccinated young people, particularly young men, were developing a potential fatal complication – a heart inflammation called myocarditis, and they were developing it at extremely high rates. Researchers determined that the incident of myocarditis in vaccinated young men was fully 25 times, 2,500% higher than the usual rate, with some of them leading to death. In Canada, one health public official observed the same thing. Dr. Peter Liu is the chief scientific officer of the University of Ottawa Heart Institute and an expert in myocarditis. Dr. Liu began to notice heart inflammation in patients who'd received the vaccine. Quote, it's more than coincidental, he said. In Germany, authorities concluded the same thing. The German government just announced that healthy young people should avoid the vaccine. It's too dangerous. Um, this is one statistically observed in Israel. Hold here in the United States, as many as 1,500 young Americans will develop a potentially fatal heart disorder because of the vaccine, right? So they say, hey, nothing to see here. It's totally rare. But, like, we should probably have an emergency meeting. <laughs> uh, guys, come on. And you say, oh, my goodness, not to worry. It's approved by the FDA. It's not approved by the FDA. It is still on emergency use authorization. 
they don't end clinical trials until the year of 2023. So when you say, oh goodness, it's just so rare, the new details about the myocarditis and pericarditis have emerged to the point where they say, hey, we should probably check this out. But all the while, no one wants to be responsible for um, actually <laughs> bringing up some of the the side effects, right? Because we know we know no vaccine is one hundred percent. But when you're looking at the death rates, when you're looking at side effects, Bell's palsy, Guillain-Barre, and how common they've become, no one wants to address it. So here's what I can tell you. Do your research. The best decision you can make is an educated one. And I'll leave it at that. Now when we come back, does FDA approve mean it's safe? <laughs> we'll talk more. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, initial exam, consultation, just $25. Today, we are debunking health myths. Some of these might be more obvious. Some of them may not. My goal is, okay, so here's the ultimate goal of doing these debunking of health myths. Because you have to start thinking for yourself. You have to start thinking outside of the box. And so if I, within this hour, can spark just a little bit of fire, a little bit of question, and it makes you think differently than I've done my job. I always tell people the best decision that you can make is an educated one. The worst decision you can make is an uneducated one, right? When someone, someone tells you, this is what you should do. Don't ask any questions. Just stand in line, put your head down, and do what I tell you. I think that's the worst thing that you could do. Which is why as well, when patients in the office, when people say, I've got some questions, I say, absolutely. They say, oh my gosh, is this obnoxious? Is this? And I say, no, I love questions. It means you're thinking. It means you're engaged. It means you're, you're doing your due diligence behind the scenes. We have to start thinking outside of the box for yourself. And so that is really what today's about. So the first one that I want to address is when people say it's FDA approved, so it means it has to be safe. And I would greatly, greatly argue with this. You guys may or may not remember um, the um, anti-inflammatory medication that went by the name of Biox. Um, 
So if you don't, if you don't remember, Vioxx was originally approved in the middle of 1999. Right? So they go through all of the trials. So this isn't even something that's on like an emergency use order. This actually went through clinical trials. And at the time, uh, throughout the early 2000s, they, it was taken by about 4 million Americans. So this arthritis drug, they believe, caused over 140,000 heart attacks, resulting in an estimated 60,000 deaths. Right? <laughs> and really, again, it's just for aches and pains for arthritis. And they said, hey, don't worry. This is it's so much better because, you know, this is so much better than kind of those old painkillers because this causes way fewer GI issues. Um, but oh, by the way, we missed the deadly um, problem of causing heart attacks and strokes. 60,000 people. It killed 60,000 people before they took it off the market in 2004. Vioxx was on there for fine. What about what about Accutane? You guys, remember Accutane? Uh, it was a medication that was for acne. It was for acne. What well, was always so interesting? There, um, it was on the market from 1982 to 2009. I had a friend of mine who was on it for her acne, and um. They, the rate of a birth defects was so high that she had to tell her doctor she had to be on two forms of contraceptives. So she would say, okay, primary would be um, this and secondary would be that. And then when she went to go fill the prescription, the pharmacist would ask her those same questions. And if they didn't match, then they weren't allowed to prescribe it to her. Because of the increased risk of birth defects, miscarriage, um, and premature death among pregnant women, as well as suicidal ideations and inflammatory bowel disease. They actually found another... Um, huge problem was colon cancer that it caused. Well, of course, if it's causing these birth defects and miscarriages, what is it doing on a cellular level to your body? Accutane was safe, approved before it wasn't approved. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on. So just because the FDA says it's, they believe it to be safe, right? And they approve it. But the problem is it's not necessarily. And this is coming to light in mainstream media now with this new Alzheimer drug. So I'm going to play you a short clip so you can hear about this new Alzheimer's drug that was just approved by the FDA. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration's decision this week to approve the first new Alzheimer's drug in nearly 20 years is facing mounting criticism even from its own advisors. Three resigned in protest after Biogen's treatment Aduhelm was granted, quote, accelerated approval. Regulatory and scientific experts say the FDA is taking its biggest risk yet with this strategy, which allows new therapies onto the market without strong evidence they work. The FDA has granted accelerated approval in more than 250 instances since 1992, but mainly for rare diseases or small patient populations that have had no effective treatments available to them. Aduhelm, however, is in a different league, both in terms of its potentially large patient pool and its hefty cost to the healthcare system, with each treatment costing $56,000 a year. 
In addition, the FDA ignored the recommendation of outside advisors who said Biogen did not provide enough evidence of the drug's clinical benefit, prompting the resignations. The FDA has defended its decision by saying Biogen presented clear evidence that Aduhelm removed amyloid plaques from the brains of people with Alzheimer's. Aduhelm must still go through a post-approval trial, after which the FDA can pull the drug from the market if it doesn't meet required standards. But Biogen has said that trial could take nine years to complete. Patient advocate groups like Us Against Alzheimer's have hailed the FDA's decision, but critics like Dr. Jason Karlowish, who ran one of the trial sites for Aduhelm, are concerned. Karlowish called the FDA's decision, quote, a disturbing set of events, scientifically, clinically, politically. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. I think this is interesting. There was also um, an article that I watched, too. So out of this 11-person panel, three, three of the advisors, three of the FDA advisors resigned over approval of this drug. Guys, I don't know if you heard it or not, but this drug is going to cost $56,000 a year. $56,000 a year. That's it's they said uh, if they prescribed it just to like a handful of people, it literally will be the top producing drug billions upon billions of dollars that they would have for this. And the problem is, is that, um, you know, listening to Dr. Joel Perlmutter, um, they were talking about clinical benefits and they said, hey, we literally said that we don't see any clinical benefits in any of the trials. And yet um, he said this was one of the first times ever that it had been a, an anonymous vote from the doctors and uh, individuals, uh, the FDA advisors, that they said this drug should not be approved. And the FDA went and did it anyways. And so they said, this is so, his words was, this is so egregious that we are no longer wanting to be part of this FDA panel. <laughs> They're like, I'm out. And uh, the FDA said, yes, but we went back and there are certain biomarkers that could relate to clinical benefits. And he said, they literally went in and trying to dive. And so my brain, I can only think about, you know, there are so often times, unfortunately, that FDA advisors, uh, FDA panel, and the people for the FDA also sit on drug company boards or they have some sort of ties in there. And so it just kind of makes me wonder who who also came into play with that. But guys, it's always safe until it's not safe. And again, I 100% believe that there is a time and a place for medicine. But when you look at something like this and they say, hey, here's $56,000 a year for this one medication – this doesn't include all of the care, any other medication that we said may or may not have any sort of benefit enough to where, um, you know, what, close to 30% of the FDA advisors resign over the approval of this, you know, and we think, oh, no big deal. Let's give it to your loved ones. And that's not even looking at the side effects. It's just looking at the, the effectiveness, the efficacy of it. So when, it, when you say, yeah, absolutely, you know, it's approved by the FDA, so it's safe and effective. Is it, though? Is it safe, Vioxx? 60,000 deaths. Uh, is it effective, this new 
this new Alzheimer's drug that they're like, hey, I literally stand so firmly in my stance that this should not be approved that I'm going to back down from this position. We need to look at what we're doing and think twice about it. You know, you just have to look, right? Vioxx, yes, medicine has a time and a place. Vioxx was used for pain for arthritis. Well, how does arthritis happen? It's wear and tear. Could you do, could you have done something uh, proactive to help with that arthritis? And the answer is yes. You know, are there reasons for acne? Accutane, for example. Are there reasons for acne? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the cause? What's the cause of the arthritis? What's the cause of the acne? None of these drugs actually get down to causation. It's just masking symptoms. You know, so the answer is, if the FDA approves it, does it mean it's safe? And the answer, in my opinion, is no. Now, when we come back, is the recommended daily allowance enough? Is it all you need? And we'll talk about that next. listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com you're listening to maximize your life with dr leanne we're online with life-changing results and success stories at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com Today, we are debunking health myths. It's a great day to tune in. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always check us out online at greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam and consultation, just $25. Now, we talked a bit about FDA approval and does that mean that it's safe and effective? <laughs> Second, now let's talk about RDA, recommended daily allowance, RDA. You would likely see this on vitamins. So this is more in reference to micronutrients, micronutrients being vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2. B6, B12, potassium, folate, B3, phosphorus, selenium, vitamin K, right? Calcium, vitamin D, iodine. Those are micronutrients. Um, and can you get it all from your food? Recommended daily allowance. So here's one of the problems with the recommended daily allowance that I feel most people don't know. One is that Recommended the RDA, recommended daily allowance level, is not an optimal health level. So one of the problems that we see is that this is designed to provide individuals with the minimum amount of nutrients needed to avert a deficiency disease, but not for optimal health. For example, vitamin D deficiency. Um, if you are vitamin D deficient, it can lead to rickets which is a bone softening disease, which makes sense because vitamin D is so important for 
bone health and bone building. So it would make sense that a deficiency. They oftentimes saw it um, back in the day when they used to hide people underneath the the ships, right? They wouldn't see sunshine for days into weeks and they would have this bone softening disease. Vitamin C. A vitamin C deficiency would lead to something like scurvy, right? So literally the recommended daily allowance that if you say, hey, I'm taking the least amount, it literally is protecting you from deficiency diseases, this is not the amount for optimal health because this is always where I get people who say, well, I'm pretty sure vitamin D is in my multivitamin. Pretty sure vitamin C is in my multivitamin. You are correct. A multivitamin is designed to um, supply the most minimal needs for a lot of different categories. So, you know, Americans... Um, for example, who have a higher amount of stress, stress depletes um, B vitamins, it depletes magnesium. So you might take a multivitamin and that just might be enough. But it's not, it might just be enough, but it's not enough, if that makes sense. Right? So for example, vitamin D, the recommended daily allowance is 400 IUs. RDA. So they say, if you're taking 400 IUs, you're good. Yet now, the knowledge that comes with vitamin D, especially going through something like a pandemic, they say, oh my goodness, vitamin D is one of the most important. Yep, you're correct. And with your 400 IUs, you are effectively reducing your likelihood to develop rickets. But when you're looking at all of the health benefits that come with vitamin D in proper levels, I mean, you're looking, and this is where it varies from practitioner to practitioner, but I like to keep my numbers in the 60s and 70s at a minimum, where another medical doctor might say, you know, 25, 30 is fine. But when you're looking at things like reduction of myocardial infarcts, um, osteoporosis, different types of cancer, breast carrion, ovarian cancer, um, prostate cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, multiple myeloma, your levels have to be higher than 20, 25 for you to fall into that. The other thing about the recommended daily allowance is that they are, it's not a kept up practice. So when you look at the refined sugar consumption that has rose from the 1970s um, from around 60 pounds a year to over 100 pounds a year with high fructose corn syrup um, making most of that rise. Refined sugars inhibits absorption of B1, thymine. It paralyzes white blood cells and it feeds yeast like candida, which an overgrowth of yeast in the digestive tract can then deplete C and zinc, right? And so when you're looking at these very, very minimal amounts, we're basing our health off of what you're getting off of this recommended daily allowance. So there is a likelihood, even if you're taking a multivitamin, that it might not be enough depending on your individual health needs. It's one of the cool things we actually started doing in the office is that we have more functional medicine testing that literally lets you see. I have um, patients get off all of their supplements 
seven to 10 days before they test so we can get a new baseline specifically of what you need. Vitamin A, all of the B vitamins, C, alpha lipoic acid, CoQ10, glutathione. It literally says here's exactly for your body what you need. So you can't base it off of the recommended daily allowance. The secondary thing that I hear from a lot of people is they say, I can get all of my nutrients from food alone, which obviously will always be our goal. So don't get me wrong. Uh, Proper supplementation does not replace a good diet. But this actually comes from the Journal of International Society of Sports Nutrition, published in 2006. And it goes through the research study itself is food alone may not provide sufficient micronutrients for preventing deficiencies. So they looked at diets of 20 individuals, 20 individual diets, and they were analyzed. Um, A couple were from professional cyclists, three were from amateur cyclists, a couple amateur triathletes, five eco-challenge amateurs, one amateur runner, six sedentary non-athletes. And they looked at the dietary caloric intake, the recommended micronutrient adequacy and inadequacy. And um, they were able to say, okay, based on your activity level, age, gender, BMI, where are we at in terms of calories, minerals, and vitamins? And um, what they found is that for the most part, individuals were sufficient with calories, but male average deficiency in 40% of their vitamins and 54% of their overall minerals required. Females average deficiency of 29% of the vitamins and 44% of minerals. And so... um, The article, the research article, I should say, the research study goes on to to talk about how um, concerns for micronutrient adequacy from food alone is not a new question. They talked about how food has changed over the last 70 years. Laboratory tests prove that fruits, the vegetables, the grains, the eggs, and even the milk and meats of today are not what they were a few generations ago. Um, it's bad news to learn from our leading authorities that 99% of Americans are deficient in these minerals and a marked deficiency in any one of those more important minerals could result in disease process. I actually just was talking, written over an article about zinc deficiency in middle-aged women and its relationship to high blood pressure, for example, you know, and you're like, but I take a multivitamin and you're like, okay, well, zinc deficiencies you know, can you get zinc from plants? The answer is yes, but oftentimes they're less plant-based zinc is less bioavailable from some of the seafood sourced zincs. So you're just looking at all of these things. So long story short, really when it comes down to it is that a minimum need is not what's going to get you healthy. You have to look at what's optimal and optimal for yourself. Sometimes that just takes a point of testing and not guessing or making sure you're more intentional about what you're putting in, not just the minimal amount. So the recommended daily allowance, if you say, gosh, if I'm taking a multivitamin, I'm getting that minimum in, do I need to take extra magnesium, vitamin B, um, vitamin D? And the answer, in my opinion, is yes. So next myths to debunk, are egg yolks bad for you? And is bottled water better than tap water? We'll answer those next. 
You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, or you can always schedule an appointment on our website, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. Initial exam consultation, just $25. Today, we are debunking health myths. So uh, one of the myths I would like to debunk are eggs. And I feel as if more recently, people have feared eggs less. <laughs> I feel like this, especially with during the, the pandemic where uh, eggs were gone. Like all the health food stayed there except for eggs. Which made me realize that I'm going to have to get my own chickens. Um, ugh, we need a little coop. Anyways, uh, not important. So eggs and its effect on blood cholesterol, right? So we would, years ago, decades ago, I should say, um, we, everyone thought, you know, egg yolks are bad for you. But most of that reason is because we thought it had an effect on cholesterol. So if you had high cholesterol, then you couldn't have egg yolks. But... This is one where there was recommendations in 1968 that adults should eat no more than three whole eggs per week. And this has been going on needlessly. People have needlessly avoided eggs for the last 50 years. Because recent science has since debunked the ideas that eggs increase your blood cholesterol and heighten your risk for heart disease. And in reality, Harvard University analyzed two studies in 2018, and they actually suggest that eating eggs can improve your overall health. First study was done by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, and they found that for um, three months, they had half of the participants that ate 12 eggs a week, a dozen, while the other half ate two eggs or fewer per week. Everyone also followed the same weight loss diet that avoided saturated fats like butter, included healthier um, fats like um, avocado and olive oil. Um, at the six-month follow-up, both groups saw no significant difference in their cardiovascular risk factor, such as their levels of LDL, um, total cholesterol, or high blood pressure. The average weight between the two groups were also the same. Um, another one was studied um, by heart researchers 
found the eating habits of 416,000 people average age 50 years old who are free from heart disease and diabetes and then kept track of their health for nine years. The researchers found in the study subjects who routinely ate eggs had a lower risk of death from stroke and heart disease compared to those who did not eat eggs. So I thought that was interesting. So um, eat your eggs and eat your egg yolks. Another common health myth that I see is that as people age, they think it is normal to experience more aches and pains. This is one that I would say it may be common, but it is not normal. Anytime you have aches and pains, it is not a normal process of aging. It is a common process of aging. But this is one of the reasons why in the office we have individuals, I can't, I can't tell you how many times at our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic, someone comes in. We had a gentleman just the other day, maybe he'll be a radio testimony, um, who sent us a picture of him on an airplane. And he said, I never thought I'd be able to take this vacation pain-free. And I said, well, I thought it was just because you were getting older, right? Because if it was just from getting older, then being in our office, living the five essentials, getting adjusted, changing nutrition, detoxifying, having a better mindset, right? All of these five essentials, you would still have all of the aches and pains, but you don't have them anymore. Why? Because you shouldn't have had them to begin with, but we just sweep them under the rug saying it's fine, a little over the counter just because I'm getting old. But then I have people who are in their late 20s who are like, oh, it's just because I'm getting older or people in their mid 30s or mid 40s or mid 50s that say, oh, it's just because I'm getting older. It is common. Aches and pains have become so commonplace that we've tried to normalize it in our society. Aches and pains are common. They're not normal. And it's reaffirming to know that Patients who come into our office, those aches and pains go away when they start addressing and taking care of their health. Myth debunked. Aches and pains are not normal. Now another one. Bottled water is healthier than tap water. Are you ready for this? Um, I do know a lot of people are like, yes, they judge it by, you know, plastic bottles. Um... When you look at microplastics of bottled water, we'll start there. The average number of plastic particles for every liter sold is 325. The highest amount of plastic particles found in liters of bottled, Nestle Pure Life was one of the highest. Aquafina was one of the highest. Dasani, uh, Evian, and San Pellegrino were some of the highest number of plastic particles per liter found in bottled water, right? Because most of the bottled water that you're getting is in plastics. Uh, What's interesting about that is most bottled waters is sold in plastic number one, also known as polyethylene terephthalic, PET. Research shows that PET may be an endocrine disruptor, altering our hormonal systems, And although this type of plastic is BPA-free, phthalates in bottles can still seep into your water, especially when exposed to high temperatures or are stored for an extended period of time. Some companies use plastic number seven. This type of plastic contains BPA, 
which has been um, banned in multiple countries around the world due to its toxicity. The problem is, is when you see BPA-free, they replace it with BPS, which has the same problems in terms of fertility issues, altered brain development, cancer, and heart complications. The other big secret that most people don't realize about drinking bottled water is that um, we've always thought that it's safer or cleaner than tap water. However, uh, it's not, this is not necessarily true. The bottled water water industry is largely self-policing. So while the FDA requires bottled water to be free of E. coli and sets limits for numerous other contaminants, the agency generally doesn't test the water itself. Instead, it relies on bottlers, these companies, to periodically conduct their own test and to keep their own records on hand for FDA inspectors when they come visit. In other words, if there is E. coli in the tap water, you'll be notified in a timely fashion. Um, but if it is in bottled water, you can be completely unaware. So bottled water is marketed as though it's cleaner than tap water, but numerous studies show that it's definitely not cleaner. Um, And that goes from a researcher at Penn State University. Based on all the data we have, you're going to be drinking significantly less plastic from tap water out of a glass than if you go and buy bottled water. So what do I do? I have um, a stainless steel water bottle that I will fill up with my reverse osmosis. Does reverse osmosis take out everything? Yes, all the good, all the bad, but then I replenish it with trace minerals. So you can, if you don't have a specific trace mineral that you like or desire, um, you can also try to get pink Himalayan or Celtic sea salt as well, full of trace minerals. So uh, best way to go, reverse osmosis, followed up with... um, increasing some trace minerals that's that is my go-to so hopefully you heard something that intrigued you that made you think that made you want to dive down and do a bit more of investigation if you have questions don't hesitate to reach out number 317-893-2853 317-893-2853 or you can schedule an appointment to come in and ask them greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com initial exam and consultation is just $25 thanks so much for tuning in look forward to next week but always remember that your power is on